Happy Friday, everyone. It is Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. I am hungover as fuck. But here we are at the happy hour, being happy. Yeah, happiest of happy hours here at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday from 6 to 8, bringing you great comedians. We've got a lot here. Some from out of town, some from in town. Good times. Hey, everybody. We're doing four-minute sets. When you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. So it doesn't mean you're done. It just means you have a minute. So keep that in mind here on the happy hour. I am very excited to bring up your first comedian. Uh, Yeah, actually, we'll have Jonathan run out there and turn the speakers up so that works out. And I'll tell you guys about that surjaka and I made. It was so amazing. No, I, I think I drank four bottles of wine to myself last night. I literally drank four bottles of wine in a day. I just got to day drink with my friends, and it was really fun and awesome. And uh, now we're here at the happy hour, and I realized that the way to feel better is just to drink more, keep drinking. That's how we do it, so we don't ruin our lives. Here we go, everybody. We're starting it up. Our first comedian. You are going to laugh hard at her jokes. I'm excited to bring up your very first comedian. It's Sabrina Miller. All right. Good evening, everybody. Um, I'm just going to dive right in. Um, When you're transitioning, you get a lot of questions. The same ones over and over and over again. Yeah. My favorite one has got to be Sabrina, what if you change your mind after your transition? Don't you know it's irreversible? Your surgery, it's irreversible. Think about it. God, I fucking hope so. It would really suck if I went to my gynecologist for a follow-up just to hear her tell me, I've got some bad news, Sabrina. It's starting to grow back. What? I thought my clitoris was just swollen. Now I'm afraid it's not the female Viagra. Damn it. That's when you realize you've got a lot more to worry about than getting ready for the holidays. You gotta trim the tree and your clit. Christmas carols will never be the same. I'm dreaming of a normal clitoris. Or the new seasonal favorite, up on the rooftop, clit, clit, clit. Here comes Santa to invert your dick. Or prick. Whichever you prefer. So, yeah, I went there. Um, Let's see, what else do I have? Being a trans woman is a huge commitment, not just money-wise. First off, vagina maintenance is, like, way more involved than penis maintenance. Say goodbye to the quick washcloth wipe down. Um, Sprucing up the vajayjay is, like, it's about as much fun as getting a whisk clean. Now, too easy. It's more like getting the uh, squeezy bowl portion of the turkey baster clean. Almost. I've got it. It's like trying to get one of those garlic presses clean, you know, the one with the two handles and like the little flippy bit with like the holes in it, like a colander. Plus it's surface area there. And I think that explains why like before I transitioned, I only had like two urinary tract infections in 30 years. That's all. Nowadays, I spend a whole lot more time in the -the over-the-counter aisle at uh, Walgreens, searching for the best bargain on orange pee. Want to know the major risk factor for a UTI other than wearing Victoria's Secret date underwear? 
being a woman. Yeah, what a bonus. Anyone who still thinks transitioning is a choice should take time to read shit like this. In the pre-transition days, the awkward Andrew days, or AA days as I like to call them, I bore a striking resemblance to David Duchovny. So going into this whole roller coaster of a ride transition thing, my expectations were about like down here, slightly higher than my expectations for the next four years. So I figured I'd add about one part hormones to about four, um, 20 parts laser hair removal treatments, um, bake it awkward for about two and a half to three years, and voila, out would pop David the company's butch sister. How you doing? I'm Samantha. Um, but surprise, I blossomed into his attractive younger sister. Thank you, God or Allah or great spirit or whoever's up there. So I'm not related to Mulder, but I am related to Al Gore, believe it or not. Uh, I'm talking the, I invented the internet and discovered uh, climate change Al Gore. He has yet to discover that we're actually not two distant cousins on my mother's side. Yeah, it gets stranger. We actually have the same birthday, March 31st, which just so happens to be this, uh, the National Transgender Day of Visibility. I'm not making this up. Who can make up shit like this? I mean, granted, maybe it's not as weird as uh, Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood story about how Prince served pancakes after the shirts versus blouses basketball tournament, but you gotta admit, there's some spooky coincidences. <laughs> Well, I guess that's it for me. It looks like I tanked, so back to you, Pam. Sabrina Miller! Yay! Taking the bullet for everybody here on the happy hour. The happiest, that's fantastic. Hour of all hours. Your next comedian, a lovely young gentleman. Uh, I have no idea why you took your face off. It's so creepy how you're not a real person on Facebook anymore. You're just like this outline shape, like this amorphous blob. Not in real life. Really nice guy. Uh, funny jokes. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. How's everybody doing? Good. I love the enthusiasm. You guys are fucking comics at a comedy club, and you just goes, eh. all right, fuck it. I like your uh, joke, Sabrina, about how you have an English. Eh, she's leaving. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I've. <laughs> she just ran the fuck away before I could even talk about her. Just like every woman in my life. I don't know. That was sad. Um, you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. I fucking hate Thanksgiving. I really do. No, 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 not because of Thanksgiving in general, just because I have to go meet my family, and I'm the shortest uniac. I'm six foot 200. I should not be the runt of the fucking litter, all right? I got a cousin, six foot five. He looks like Andre the Giant without Down syndrome. Oh, I don't know, guys. I just, I just, I don't know. Fuck it, guys. I'm riffing today. Uh, I've been watching a lot of um, documentaries this morning because I'm still in a food coma. And I found out that Vikings, not, not the football team Vikings, those are pussies compared to, you know, the actual Vikings in, you know, the year 1000, they did mushrooms before they fought. You guys know that? They did magic mushrooms every time they fought, every time they tried to kill people. How the fuck does that happen? Some people can't even get their dick to work on mushrooms. I can't be in front of a crowd of people on mushrooms and these guys are killing people. 
There's a story in the Battle of Hastings, 1066, where one Viking berserker killed 50 people, on 50 people, he went up against 15,000, held the bridge for an hour. How the fuck does that happen when you're tripping out on shrooms, okay? I can't even figure out how my phone works. I don't know, guys. I'll, I'll go to material. Um, you guys seem like an educated crowd. Talk to you guys a little about Shakespeare. Class up my act from the, all the dick jokes. Um, yeah, Shakespeare. Here we go. Fuck Shakespeare! That's really all I wanted to say about Shakespeare. Actually, no, fuck it. I'm gonna keep on talking. Um, people say Shakespeare's like the best author in the English language. How can you say that when he has to translate shit on the opposite page? Guess what? It's not fucking English. All right, if you need your own personal Rosetta Stone just to kind of understand what Hamlet says in that to be or not to do speech, it's not fucking English. That's another weird thing. That speech is a three-page monologue about a man contemplating committing suicide. Now, I personally think every life is precious, and if you're feeling suicidal, go get help, okay? Your life is the most, the most important thing to you. But after the, tenth, after the tenth line, I'm just thinking to myself, fucking do it already. I was ready to punt the whiny bitch off stage. Worst part was that was my high school's rendition of Hamlet, and I was Hamlet. I don't know, guys. Like, fucking F. Scott Fitzgerald's another English author. It's supposed to be great, but he's really not. Uh, he wrote his first book, published in 1920. Nine years later, on the same day, the U.S. stock market crashes, leading us to the Great Depression. Coincidence? I don't think so. All right? I don't know, guys. He, he, his best story, The Great Gatsby, um... I'm not even going to pull it anymore because I know everybody fucking hates it. The whole story is, the climax of the story is um, the main character's love interest gets accidentally hit by a car. Really? A fucking accident? That's, thanks for wasting 200 pages of my time. I don't know, guys. Well, my teacher would always say it's a symbolism in the book. It's a symbolism that makes it beautiful. When Gatsby carries a pool floating to his, gra to, um, his pool, it alludes to Jesus Christ carrying the, pool, to the cross to his um, grave. Really? A pool floating? A fucking pool. That's an insult towards every single type of organized religion ever. I don't know, guys. That was fun. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Hunter Uniac! Yay! You uncultured swine. You don't even... They, I'm sure they're like, F. Scott Fitzgerald who? Although he was, he was, a, great, he was a great author. Uh, it's like... I mean, you could also try to make John Steinbeck funny, but I don't know if he has a big following either. All right, your next comedian, he has a huge following in, I'm just making that, I'm going to say in Denmark, he is blowing up. Uh, everybody put your hands together for Zach Pierce. Shalom. I'm a Jewish man, so I'm going to complain because that's what Woody Allen did. So, uh... I don't like the term bless you. You know, like when you sneeze, people say bless you. I don't like that. Because to me, a sneeze feels good. It's like a release, like a cum shot out of my nose. I don't need anyone to make sure I'm okay when I'm sneezing. But it makes sense why we say it. Like the reason why we say bless you when you sneeze is because during the Middle Ages, when you would sneeze, it usually meant they were getting the plague. And they didn't really have any medicine back then, so you would sneeze, they'd say bless you, and you would die all alone. It's very sad and tragic. It's necessary. But now we have medicine like Dayquil and NyQuil. There's no need to say bless you anymore. Like, what about coughing? No one says anything when you cough. Like, the other day I was in class, and this guy was coughing himself to death in a corner of the room, and I could tell the vibe was like, can you just go home and die? You're getting us sick with your coughing. 
I don't know. Maybe we should say the term bless you in a different setting, like the public restroom. Like if you hear someone dropping a deuce, as soon as you hear the splash, bless you. Because that's a very vulnerable moment when your pants are down in public. I could use the bless you then. Anyways, uh, hipsters are an interesting uh, type of people. There's a lot of uh, wide variety of hipsters on that hipster spectrum. You got like your alternative hipsters, your poser lumberjack hipsters, and your wannabe hipsters who take Lyft instead of Uber. Moving on. Uh, so weed is legal now. Are you guys excited? You guys have been uh, smoking weed already. So it's cool. Um, yeah, no, I like, I like weed a little bit, but I just like it because of the conversations you'll have when you're smoking with your friends. Like one time I was smoking with my friends and I was like, why am I attracted to controlled chaos? Like I love MMA, stand-up comedy, Latinas. And then it hit me that I'm a Russian-German Jew. Pure chaos. I literally have the whole eastern front of World War II festering inside me right now. It's crazy. I love this energy. It's great. Uh, been going to the gym for a while now. Been going to the gym for five years. And I'm starting to get slightly toned. Hard work is uh, paying off a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to get yoked. So I, I went up to a... <laughs> I went up to one of those bodybuilders at the gym who wears like a bikini top and hits a bench press all the time. And I was like, how do I get yoked like you? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you go to a place called bodybuilding.com. So I went there and I purchased a protein supplement called Serious Mass. It was a mass gaining formula that came in a 10 pound bag and I had two scoops of Serious Mass every morning for 10 months, 1200 calorie shake. But after 10 months of taking Serious Mass, the only Serious Mass I was seeing was out my ass. Because 1,200 calories in liquid form isn't good for your digestive system. They should have called that a 10-pound bag of Serious Mass out your ass. That would have been more realistic. Okay? Well, we laughed at Yacht and nothing else, but that's cool. Uh, is that it? No, that means you have a minute when you get the warm. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I go to 7-Eleven a lot. Uh, yeah, I like 7-Eleven. Uh, I don't really know why they're in business so low, considering they have the prices of Whole Foods and the quality of Walmart and employees with the attitude of a bitter magician. Not very nice there. And uh, a lot of people think 7-Eleven uh, is a dangerous place to go alone in the nighttime, which is true. But in my opinion, the most dangerous place in all of California is any jack-in-the-box after 11 p.m. Like, you probably shouldn't be at a jack-in-the-box after 11 p.m., Unless you want an eight ball and $2 tacos and an 80% chance of being on world star hip hop. Okay, that's it. Zach Pierce, everyone! I, are we all, I mean, is everyone as hungover as I am? Is that what the problem is today in the show, on the happy hour? I'm like, I don't even know what day it is. It's Friday? I don't know what's happening in my life. It's, it's like the joke workshop. I know, I thought it was, I'm so confused. All right, your next comedian, uh, he was actually here at the Joke Workshop. He left his phone, and nobody stole it. It was here all week. It was here for four days, and nobody touched it. I think that's a miraculous thing. <laughs> this place is like fucking church. They left his phone, uh, and he is a very funny man. I hope that you enjoy the jokes of George D. Smith. 
Hey, thanks, everybody. Woo! The energy up in this room tonight. Holy shit. Feeling this shit. Look at this. Hey, Pam. This is how funny I am. They left my fucking notes. That's how funny I was on Monday. Like, eh, not funny. Notes from Monday too? Yeah. Yeah. I can go do my Monday act right now. All right. Here we go. It was, I bet you it's just as fucking funny this time. All right. You know what's funny to me about D&D? You know, you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons? Okay, good. Well, what's funny to me is that the real acronym is DAD. It's D-A-N-D. So you go over there and be like, hey, man, I want to play some DAD. I don't want to play any DAD with you because it's gross. All right, told you. Just as funny as on Monday. All right. Oh, yeah. Oof, that's brutal. <laughs> so some shit you write down and you're like, you know what? would <laughs> be the worst ideas to say that bullshit. All right. All right. Sorry, I keep saying that. Oh, okay. This is what I was going to talk about. A friend of mine has this bit in a set. <laughs> and this fucking part gets more laughs than his bit does, which is fucked up, because the bit goes like, um, hey, man. <laughs> hey. You know what? He goes, <laughs> you ever, like, get fucked with a gun in your mouth? And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I never I never thought I like I maybe I thought about it, but I never really thought it was like we, you know, it's weird. But then I thought like, well, you know what's we, who's weirder in this situation? The guy with the gun in his mouth or the guy like putting the gun in the mouth? Like who would you be if you had to be in that situation, right? And I was like, well, I'm totally the guy with the gun in your mouth. Go fuck yourself. You're never going to put a gun in my mouth. That's gross. So anyway, not a joke, but an observation. Forgot about that part about between joke workshop and turning those into jokes. That's why because I left it up here. Oh, yeah. What happens, like, if that fuck doesn't leave? You remember, like, all that shit about, hey, the peaceful transition of power is like the most amazing thing in America, right? You know what's really cool about this country is that we have a, tra a peaceful transition of power. And then like, um, then like they're leaving still and shit, right? But I was like, well, what if that fuck don't leave? Do you, does it end like fucking like, I don't know, Air Force One or like some cool ass action movie? Do we get to see like the White House get like shot down from fucking Air Force One or what the fuck? Like, I want to see what happens from California. All right. I'm going to get out of here on this. This should have been what I left here. True, true hustle, y'all. The truth is in the hustle. And my hustle is fucking garbage tonight. All right, thank you, everybody. George G. Smith. Yay. Uh, I know, it's weird, I'm telling you that. I, just, I, I, I was throwing up all day. It's, it's been a crazy day. But you know what's funny is when you just uh, start drinking again, everything's okay. Your next can be these weird life lessons it takes me so many years to learn. Just keep drinking and everything will be all fine. Everything will be fine. Uh, don't drink and drive, kids. 
I just don't drive a car ever, but I drink a lot. Yay. All right, moving on. Your next comedian. I'm so glad that he's here. Uh, every time he's here, he always makes us laugh. Let's see what he does with this frigidly cold room. Get your jackets on, everybody. Warm it up for Roman Leo. Nice music, you guys. Makes me want to talk to you. I'm talking to the internet. Just not to you guys. Um, just kidding. My name's Roman. Uh, I uh, have a girlfriend, you know. Relationships are fun if you like some mild boredom and occasional yelling. Uh, okay. That's cool. I'm happy to... I have, a, I have another friend who... Uh, broke up with the, his his significant other because they both had cats. And then they'd just be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to hang out? And one would be like, I don't know. I'm going to stay home with my cat. And then the other one would be like, I'm going to stay home with my cat. And they'd be like, we're like, that's good. So it's like you don't need a relationship if you both have cats. It's pretty cool. I want to, I'm, like, I'm not very well adjusted. I uh, want to get my legs shortened so I could live in a Toyota Yaris. You know, then you could go to the Shell station. Shell station's got like the gas for twice as much, and all the attendants are were cardi- cardiologists in their home country. All right, you just drive a Yaris to the Shell. This is confusing, man. There's more people coming. They're happy to be here. You guys happy to be here? I'm, wow. All right. Good. So you guys are enthusiastic for its crowd. Uh, I'm impressed. Um, whatever. I'm losing my hair. It doesn't make me happy. Uh, I mean, I guess on the one hand, you like you look tough if you shave your head, and then it rains, and you're like, "Why is that guy's head crying?" You know, it just doesn't. I have a beard. Guys with beards would come up to me and be like, "Hey, I have a beard. You have a beard. We should talk because we both have beards." And I'm like, I would rather shave my beard than talk to you. And so Dandruff Beard bought me a craft beer. And I was like, okay, what's, you got a girlfriend? He's like, I got ex-wife, kids. I don't need a relationship. And I was like, whoa, dude, maybe the second marriage would be better. Fuck, marry her again? And then we, you know the rest of the story. We split a bottle of Fireball and then I vomited into a glove that turned out to be fingerless off a seventh-story balcony onto my car. Gonna, that wasn't funny. <laughs> it's too real. <laughs> yeah, tragedy. Uh, I don't know. People, people get serious. You like this is an optimistic bunch here. I'm kind of a skeptic. Like. You know, like you guys are like, oh, we'll figure global warming out. And I'm like, well, how many years did it take us to figure out how to put two wheels on a suitcase? And then how many more years before we figured out how to put four wheels on a suitcase? You know, it's quiet, man. Thanksgiving. I figured out how to beat holiday depression as you just you just work all day. You know, that's why people have these elaborate meals. Because if you're alone, you just everything's quiet. Like the businesses are closed. You just hear it, the rhythm of the streets like totally changes. It puts you right in, and it just creeps me the fuck out because it puts me too much in touch with the moment and the misery 
surrounding me. I just I feel like I'm at a fucking watering hole and like I just stuck my neck out and it's a bunch of at the watering hole, the oasis, you know? You got your neck out there, your neck's out. You're afraid like some mountain motorcycle men are going to come out of the bushes and rape you? Like that's what the holidays feel like for me. <laughs> but if you just work all day at like a soup kitchen or, you know, or in your own kitchen, you know, or you just got some sterno, good far, buddy. Did, did, you just, did you just suffocate a hamster in your pants? Did you ch- your asshole chew on that hamster that just died in your fucking... I'm from the 80s. If we, we fired, it's not like a duck. It's like a hamster. I don't know. It, I don't make me leave, Pam. Thank you guys very much. <laughs> Roman Leo! It's always a pleasure to... Did he really fart? I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I farted back here pretty crazy earlier. It was... It was um, I was afraid I was gonna. I was gonna have to check my drawers, but everything everything was fine. The Pedialyte this morning, I guess, hardens the stool a little bit. <laughs> I had to drink Pedialyte. I was vomiting so much today, you guys. It was awful. I'm still here though. I did it for you. And for your next comedian, funny man, put your hands together, everybody, for Jonah Pollock. <laughs> Shabbos, everybody. Yes, I farted uh, earlier. I was, I was. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's truth and comedy. Truth and comedy. If I tried to walk it back, that'd be really phony. If I was like, I'm, I'm very gassy. This is, I'm, I'm raw up here. Uh, not raw vegan, because then it would be even fartier, probably. <laughs> All that undigested carrot fiber. Ugh. Uh, so I was trying to write with Roman earlier, and every time he kept taking away my phone, I'd fart more. It was like a squid defense mechanism against the, losing the internet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's also apparently my, uh, my cat's also started farting a lot, so I guess she really is my daughter, uh, biologically speaking. Uh, one thing, by I, I waste time on the internet time I could be spending writing jokes for you people. Anyone heard of ASMR videos? It's just like this like fetishy like way to relax by just listening to people whisper. Uh, it's had the unintended consequence that I get a boner when people tell me secrets. That seemed funnier on paper. <laughs> I don't actually get a boner when people tell me secrets. Um, I, I get a boner when I save money. Uh, no, that's a, like I, I'm an I'm an edibles guy, right? Some people want to go up, some people want to go down. I love a bargain. Like, did you know you could lose your mind for fifty cents a day? <laughs> it's like the food stamps version of like getting super wasted. Uh, it's like dollar store psychedelics. Uh, why did this turn into a drug screed? Uh, oh, you guys, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tour guide in the city, so I'm very much against legalizing drugs because then I feel like half of my job will just be obsolete. <laughs> How else will tourists know to go to Milk Bar to get cocaine? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I know some people are afraid that if aliens come, right, they're going to probe us or they're going to, like, impregnate us. Uh, I can't wait to get impregnated by aliens so I can get an alien anchor baby and get the fuck off this planet. I'm just saying a race that has warp drive probably has standardized health care. It's just a theory I have. Or it's like, you know, privatized free market, like, you know, international interstellar travel. It's just like douchebag alien hippie or yuppies coming to a, a, the 
Would yuppies come to the world? I almost said America, like America is a planet. I guess that's how worldly I am. Um, yeah, what else is going on with me? Well, I don't know, there's my cat. I think I'm gonna, I need to take my cat to the doctor uh, for more inoculations. And anyone, everyone here remember when they said that gay marriage was gonna lead to animal marriage? I hope so, because I could really use a copay system. It's, uh, it's a lot of money just for basic health care. And yeah. What else? I wrote a bunch of shit in my notebook today, and I can't remember any of it. God damn it. Oh, I could read you guys a list of bike parts I want that I can't afford. <laughs> oh, Pam, like you've never just diagrammed a bicycle you wanted to build in your notebook? <laughs> All right. Shame. Shame on me. Um... You guys, uh, you know, like, antidepressants uh, can cause a uh, lack of sexual desire? I think uh, if your therapist recommended you take antidepressants, I think they just think that you have, like, unaddressed bisexuality that you can't deal with. So they're just going to turn down the volume on that for a little while. So you can just learn how to have a phone call with your convers, you know, like with your parents first, I think. I don't know. I already had a low sex drive before I started taking SSRIs. It's like, if I'm taking medicine, it should at least have some, like, new weird side effect like anal leakage or something I'm gonna leave on anal leakage good job to see you guys <laughs> yay Jonah Pollock yay leaving on anal leakage like a professional uh, we're switching it up right now kind of messing with the list but you guys are gonna love it because your next comedian he's super fantastic he last I think the last time we performed together he beat me in one of those comedy challenge things yeah you know things you hate to do but he's really really funny <laughs> he won and he wasn't even a bringer he was like a regular he didn't know anybody in the audience he's just that funny put your hands together everybody for andrew orolfo in the streets, I'm all thank you pam you're so nice so nice uh <laughs> uh happy post thanksgiving i guess um do you guys, are you guys excited that marijuana is now kind of legal in some way? I guess. Yeah, yeah. You guys happy? Uh, I really don't give a fuck about it. I don't really care. Mostly because I don't smoke weed at all. Uh, and people think that's kind of weird. Like you're a comedian that doesn't smoke pot. And like I know I look like I post up in opium dens and shit like that. And I'm about to drop a mixtape next month. But <laughs> I don't smoke pot. And to be honest, I don't mind if you do. 100% of my friends smoke weed, and it's okay. Smoke around me. That's fine. It's just that I remember when marijuana smokers used to say that pot was the safest drug. Remember that? When you guys used to say that? I remember when it was. And then someone was like, hey, let's do dabs. And then everything changed. Everything changed. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know what dabs is, it's just marijuana condensed into anxiety and stress and happiness, <laughs> peace and love and sadness all at the same time. And you light it with a blowtorch. That's really aggressive for me, right? That's so weird. I'm not saying like the product is so strong. I'm just saying none of my other drugs need an assist from Iron Man's boot. You know what I mean? Like that's so weird. That's, don't do that shit. Like Dabs' whole thing is hey, like is like, hey, do you like to get high? Yeah. Do you also like welding? Fucking Dabs, let's do this shit. You know. I don't know. It's such a weird thing to pitch to somebody, right? You can't just do that. Like I can't just come up to you and be like, hey, you want to try this new shit? Yeah. What is it? Well, it's cocaine, but you do it off a chainsaw. You know what I mean? That's so <laughs> weird. 
you want to try this new shit? Yeah, what is it? Well, it's Molly, but it's fed to you by Harambe. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. to the boy. R.I.P. to the boy. I don't know how much time I have here up here, but I'm gonna tell you guys a little story about why <laughs> it's gonna probably it's, there's gonna be no payoff in this story, but uh, it's gonna it's why I think I do comedy now. Uh, and I think it's because uh, when I was around 1920, I was doing some shit in the city. And then uh, I got done around like 2 p.m. And I've never really explored the city. And at 2 p.m., what can you do? So I was like, well, I'll do some touristy shit, right? So I'll go out. I'll fucking, I'll go to the wharf, go eat. And then I got done eating. And I was like, I'll go sightseeing. So I went to a strip club at 2 p.m. Because in my mind, I was like, well, no one's going to be there. I can just hang out by myself. And I was wrong. Right when you get there, it's just eight other dudes with the exact same idea. Like, it's, this shit sucks, you know? And the vibe is all wrong. The vibe is so wrong. Like, the music's not even that good. It's just the DJ's personal playlist because he doesn't give a fuck. It's just like Luther Vandross playing in the background. Like, no one gives a fuck. Like, everybody's just sitting. It's so awkward. No one's making eye contact. And there's just a dude in the corner eating wings. Like, you can't just eat wings at a strip club. That's ridiculous. The confidence you have to have to eat wings at a strip club is ridiculous. To just be like, hey, these titties are good, but not, not wings good. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's crazy. Right? And, like, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just weird. And, like, this, this strip, like, I'm there for a while. No one's spending any money. And, uh... This stripper comes up to me. She's very pretty, and her name is Candy. This is a true story. Her name is Candy. I'm like, you didn't even try. Like, that's not even a real... You picked the first stripper name ever? Like, that's what you did? Like, no, that doesn't count. Anyway, and it was crazy because she had a handprint, a tattoo handprint on her ass that was red. And at first, I didn't know it was a tattoo. I was like, did the dude with the wings just slap your ass? Like, you could just get a new job. Like, this sucks, right? Anyway, we're vibing. She's talking to me. She's being real nice. We're vibing. Uh, we're, she, that's probably, that's her job. So we're probably not vibing. Uh, <laughs> she's just being nice. Anyway, I don't have enough time, but I got a hand job from that girl. And I think the reason why I do comedy now is because I've already told that story to all my friends and I don't know who to tell it to now. So, <laughs> so I do comedy. Thanks, God. Andrew Rolfo, breaking the mold, getting free hand jobs from strippers. Yay, yay. Amazing. Your next comedian, he is joining us all the way from San Diego. He must be up here um, on vacation. Yay. So we haven't seen him in a while, but he's back right now. Clap your hands together for Jeffrey Burner. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Um... Maybe this has been done. I think it'll be fun. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Hey, do you have that bike horn on you? When I look at you, can you use the bike horn? Can you do the... Just when I look at... Okay, wait, wait. See, guys, I uh, just found out I have uh, cancer. Yeah. So uh, my great uncle died in the Holocaust. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I uh, got uh, raped by a clown. All right, well, unwinnable, I guess. Uh, as, uh, I don't mean to be uh, crass here, but I uh, took a big-ass, wicked fucking shit earlier. Uh, I was thinking about... It took me back. You guys, what, do you guys remember the best shit you ever took? I remember the best shit I ever took. It was uh, 
as I held my newborn daughter in my arms for the first time. <laughs> Quite a bit of Mexican food the previous night. <laughs> Boy, is the energy in here, my brother? Because it is dead. <laughs> All right. Enough shit. Uh, VD. You know, they say, uh, they say VD. They, the thing they say about it is anytime you have sex with someone, you're having sex with everyone that person has ever had sex with. And uh, with that in mind, my wife has made me quite uh, the playboy. <laughs> sure, I'm fucking my dad technically, but you know. What? <laughs> you guys don't know Brett? Jesus Christ. Um, I uh, went to New York City. New York? New York. The big cookie. New York. Where the women are wild and the cheetahs are fast. And uh, saw all the sites there. Saw all of them. I saw the Empire State Building, the um, Statue of uh, Liberty. Uh, once, I, one, one of the things, I don't get, why'd they build this Ground Zero thing? <laughs> what were they thinking? I don't, what's the use for, it's, it honestly looks like they unbuilt something more than built it, but it is, that thing sucks. It's like the 9-11 of monuments. Wow. <laughs> you know, guys, a lot of people, a lot of people, they say to me, Jeffrey, and often I say, Yeah. And they say to me, uh, what got you into comedy? And I say, thank you for asking. Uh, I got into comedy because I believe in being a truth teller. Comedy is, of course, about the truth. That is the whole reason for comedy. Comics are modern day philosophers here to, to shine light on the unlight shined areas. Here to, I have cancer. Um, the unlight shined areas, you know, where uh, comics are here to, to hold a mirror up to society, to make society go, oh, my hair's not that good. That's what, why, why we're here. Uh, it, that's what comedy's about. It's about the truth. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I was watching this Adam Sandler movie, and this guy farted, and I was like, oh, it's so true. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Adam. I remember uh, I was watching this show Kicked in the Nuts one time, and there's this guy who's walking down the street. He didn't know he was on, a, on camera, and he got get this, kicked in the nuts. And I was like, I never thought of it like that. Thank you. And I remember one time as a, as a child, my dad, Brett, I mentioned him earlier, he was tickling me. He was tickling me. I was like, God, how long have I been unaware? Now, were any of those things funny? I don't know, but that's not what comedy's about. My, no, I thought you had the bike horn on the ready. <laughs> well, this was futile. All right. <laughs> Jeffrey Burner. Room full of comedians. And Jonathan. Jonathan is not a comedian, and he is also here. All right, your next comedian. Make Victor and 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 David back here too. You got some David. You got if you can get David to laugh. He's not a comedian. That counts. Uh, your next comedian, another another funny guy. Uh, he uh, is a really nice dude, and he's off to brainwash to go run a showcase or something. So we're gonna put him up next. Put your hands together right now for Ian Kung. Yay, Yay me! How are you guys doing? 
Not even the courtesy applause. All right, you guys are feeling... <laughs> really? Even Brainwash does that. Come on, you guys. How are you guys doing? Everyone's feeling all right? This is good. This is good. I'm a little sleepy after Thanksgiving. You guys all have a good Thanksgiving? Hang out with family and stuff? Why does everybody look so angry in here? What is happening? <laughs> what is going... I thought we are just having fun. Everybody's just chill. It's, we're just... Oh. Wow, everyone's like, just I feel hella judged right now. Like, I just, you know, we're here to tell some jokes. Maybe make the holidays a little better, you know? No, still? All right, still angry. All right, that's fine. That's fine. I'm feeling, I'm feeling less than optimal. Like, you know, any, anybody has, any has, has younger siblings here? Anybody? Uh, this is my segue. Just help me out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, have you ever seen That's good, that's good. I, I realize that my little brother is the only person in the entire world that I can truly be happy for when he's doing better than me until it actually fucking happens. Uh, this last Thanksgiving, uh, he told his whole family that he just got a job at Apple as a new product manager. So he's making north of 200000 a year now, which is cool, which makes me... Which is now like a little depressing because now like there's like we were, we're, we're there's a lot of tension in the relationship because he's my baby brother. Do you understand? And it kind of got to a breaking point the other day because he start, it's like I think the money's getting to his head because we're at Starbucks and this asshole tried to buy me a muffin. Like right? Can you believe this guy? Imagine your brother tries to buy you a muffin. You're the fucking big brother. You buy the goddamn muffins. And it's shitty for him to assume that I don't have any money just because Starbucks doesn't take checks? <laughs> That's a mark. That works. I'm, I'm taking that one. I don't care. I'm taking anything I can get right now. You guys are having... You guys are fun. Wow, why is this so hostile? This is fine. Can... God, how did the horn thing do better? Can, Pam, can you, can you throw... <laughs> How, do me a yeah, let's do that. All right, I'm stealing your bit. I'm sorry. Let's just, there it is. All right. I went out last week with my black friend, Greg, because I'm progressive, and also because he's really good at talking to girls. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> well, all right. Here's the thing. It's just like he's, he's just way better at it because he can just say stuff, but I can't, like, maintain that level of coolness. Do you know what I mean? He, like, he'll go up to, he went up to a group of girls and he's like, yo, ladies, what's going on? My name's Dark Chocolate. This is my homie Laffy Taffy. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Why I have to be Laffy Taffy? I have no idea. And the thing is, they ask me, like, why, why are you Laffy Taffy? And I'm trying to, like, maintain, like, stay in the conversation. I'm like, yo, I guess because I'm rubbery and banana flavored. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say right now. I'm trying to, fuck it. Um... My parents have always told me try everything once. You know, you never know what you might like if you try something, you try everything once. Turns out cigarettes are awesome. I tried that for the first time. I didn't know this. I, I tried it. I went to Vegas. I tried out cigarettes. I was in a casino. Everyone was smoking inside. I, I gave it a try, and it, it's amazing. I, it, it just occurred to me that as I was smoking, I'm like, holy shit, people can feel like this all the time for just $5. Do people know about this? And this is the thing. I don't understand. Like The, the only turnoff was like when you guys have the little box, there's like that little picture of the, like a, dead baby or black lung or something on it. Hilarious. That was weird timing for, the, oh, all right, because I have to get off. All right, okay, cool. No, no, I was like, oh, thanks. I don't know if I can always have the horn to do that, though. <laughs> I don't understand, like, why they should have the little, you know, bad picture there. Because, like, if I'm trying to enjoy my cigarette, I don't want to see black lung, right? Like, unless, like, unless you start, like, like, where do you draw the line on this? Like, uh, on, on KFC buckets, are you going to start putting cankles? Like, are you going to start putting, like, dead baby pictures or obese people on McDonald's happy... I don't know. 
I feel like that's more of a premise than an actual joke, huh? That's fun. That's fine. Um, let me, here, here's, all right, well, you guys get ready for this closer then. This is going to blow your socks off. Pam, get ready with that horn, because it's going to be crazy. Um, all right, cool. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Ian Kong masters the horn. I am so in the mood for a Happy Meal right now. How did that happen? McNuggets. There's something about McNuggets, you know? Like, they're so bad. They're so good. Uh, your next comedian, he has a great show on Sundays from 2 to 4 called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. So please, put your hands together for the very funny Mike Spiegelman! All right, hi. Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. It's great to be here. You're a good crowd. If you're listening online, you're a good audience. Shabbat Shalom. The only Jewish comic tonight who will not be farting on stage. That's a quality show. And because you know why? It's considered work when you fart on a Friday night. It's not trafe. It's not trafe. It's not trafe. It's not trafe. To fart on a Friday night? Not trafe, man. <laughs> it's just not trafe. Trafe is goyish. It's not Jewish. People were like, hey, have you seen Doctor Strange? I said, no. But I've seen a lot of strange doctors. Does that count? What about the dentist in my neighborhood? <laughs> Gave out toothbrushes on Halloween. Who uh, always gave me laughing gas. <laughs> Had a microphone dangling from the ceiling. What about that? I haven't seen Doctor Strange. I think that dentist is pretty fucking weird. He was my headmaster in uh, Boy Scouts. And when my troop, the uh, Beaver Patrol, tied me to a pole, pulled my pants down, tickled me, and went outside to play soccer. And when I went to Dr. Leard, excuse me, that guy, <laughs> he said, hey, boys will be boys. But I haven't seen Dr. Strange. By the way, there's no buddy with that name. It's all a joke. <laughs> I do want to talk about, uh, before I start, I do want to uh, talk about uh, Jimmy Fallon, So I've never seen. But I've has eaten his ice cream, his two ice creams. He had a late night snack, Ben and Jerry's. Do you guys like Ben and Jerry's? It's good. They mix a lot of shit in it and I buy it. I mean, they, they could take my car keys <laughs> and put it in vanilla ice cream with some caramel and Rolos and coconut shavings. Call it, here's your car keys. I'll buy it at a liquor store for six ninety nine. Put it in my freezer. Now I'll be like, I gotta go to work. 
Where the fuck are my car keys? <laughs> the fuck are my car keys? I'm a waste. What a waste. Fuck life. I'm going to just eat ice cream and I'll open the freezer and there's here's your car keys. Well, yeah, right on. But Jimmy Fallon, he had a late night snack and now he has uh, Tonight Dough. And I know this is consumer humor, but he's not like Paul Newman. Paul Newman didn't make money by selling his soul to get people fat and have his face equal like fucking diabetes, right? Paul Newman is about charity and healthy food, and people know his face for that. All right, thank you. <laughs> Mike Spiegelman! Elucidating the uh, inner nature of ice cream here. MutinyRadio.fm, listen to his show every Sunday from 2 to 4. Or check out his uh, website, Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Uh, I think it's the, just the letters L-W-A-F anyways uh, he puts the YouTube up for you and you can listen to the podcast it's really very entertaining your next entertainer and also a very entertaining lady uh, she's alright I'm excited we're getting into we have only three girls here tonight so it's just very it's very small it's, it's a sausage fest in here and it smells like farts uh, <laughs> which is my fault actually but your next comedian, funny lady, put your hands together, everyone, for Selma Zaki. Hello. Sup? All right. None of my material is going to work. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Just want to put that out there ahead of time. Uh, yeah, you guys ready to sit in silence? What's up? <laughs> cool that's uh, exactly okay so uh i've been listening to a lot of meditation audio uh anyone else familiar with that apparently i'm going through a divorce or something uh okay there's number one and uh basically andrew johnson that's the guy i'm listening to right now uh, and he you know, he does the, the, the old technique, you know, the old breathe in, breathe out method. And uh, I was listening to him. And I, at this point, you know, it's halfway through. I'm very relaxed at this point, you know. Um, and then after like a while, he, he goes, uh, okay, now think of three solutions to your problem. <laughs> What? No, that's why I hit you up. <laughs> that's why I hit you up. Uh, was for that reason uh, so you could do you know that's his job I feel like uh, and it's why did I pay three dollars also he just reminded me of my problem uh, as I am relaxed right and anyways I feel like that's how he kind of talks people off the ledge like if someone is about to jump you know and they're like oh I got nothing to live for Andrew Johnson would be like, wait, just fix it. <laughs> just fix it. That's all you got to do. I don't see the problem with that. Uh, <laughs> what's the big idea? And remember to breathe in before you jump. Okay. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew it wouldn't work here. <laughs> or anywhere, actually. Uh, jokes never worked. Um, okay, let's move on. I... Um, I did my first escape room, guys. First escape room. Whoa. 
I was trying to be energetic. Um, I was trying to like a new thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, escape rooms. It's If you don't know, guys, an escape room is when you are locked in a dark basement and you have 45 minutes to find a key before you get caught. And the way my friend convinced me, uh, he was like... He was like, uh, yeah, in this escape room, you feel every emotion, fear, stress, and anxiety. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, um, just go to Iraq. <laughs> just go to Iraq. There's a real escape room for you, right? Hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, it's just, you know, the game, though, in Iraq is a little different. <laughs> You know, you you got 45 years to find the key to survival. Um, and hint, it's under a dying child soldier. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, what else? Uh, yeah, I just feel like Americans are so privileged, like we're paying for sheer terror. Why? Why are we doing this? Like, third world countries don't have gratitude rooms where you just get like force-fed McDonald's <laughs> when you're kind of sad, like not really sad, but just like a little, you just like want McDonald's. Okay, so I, I told you guys in the beginning, like this wouldn't work. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I'll end on a, just this thought that I have. You guys ever notice that uh, when a guy doesn't rape a girl, he's a decent human being? Yeah, I... Uh, also knew that wouldn't work here. <laughs> it's just not the right place, right, Pam? Um, I don't know. I, no, because my friend, she came home one night and she was like, oh, like she, like it was the morning and she was like, yeah, I was really drunk last night and this guy just like let me sleep over at his apartment and he didn't do anything to me. And I was literally like, what a nice guy. <laughs> that was my first thought. I was like, what a great, who is he? Who is he? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Selma Zaggy! Fighting, good fight against rape or whatever. <laughs> no, it is nice when they don't. Um, try to touch you when you're passed out drunk. It is nice. It's always weird when you wake up and someone's fingers are inside you. Isn't that weird? Or other things. That wasn't a, that wasn't a finger. All right, your next comedian. I don't think he's here. Is Ian here? Yeah. Ian Levy. Oh, no. Not here yet. Okay, I know who is here. He's got roller skates on, and he is gonna he is gonna slide right into your heart with these great pants. If you're still wearing those crazy pants. Holy crap. I've never seen him this decked out. It's 70s time. Enjoy the very funny comedy of Matthew Quirk. All right. So first, before I get started, I want to address that, uh, that comment an earlier comedian made about how comedians like we hold up a mirror to society for the truth. And uh, I think we hold up a mirror to society so they can do a fat bump of oxy, whatever the fuck they're snorting these days. We don't, we don't access the truth. We're not here for the truth. So anyway, I was going to talk about the elephant in the room, you know, uh, 
why Roman Leo was wearing those loud sneakers, like just screaming for attention, I guess he was. But he got out of here before I could, before I could go after him. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I used to try to identify as being a political comedian and keeping up on all that sort of shit. But I'm getting laughs already. This is called Funny Bones, man. Funny words, funny bones. This is bones. Uh, but this is what I've been reduced to with the fucking state of political affairs right now. I mean, I, I, I blame you millennials squarely for this, this problem here. I mean, what's up? The, uh, too busy fucking on Tinder to, you know, get up off your asses and, and, and go vote? What, the, the, the sticker wasn't enough of a participation trophy for you punks? I mean, and now we've swiped all the way right. And there's just fucking no coming back from that. And I, 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 I blame millennials. I mean, I guess I should have known there was no fucking, we should have no faith in you at all, you know, for the future. I mean, you guys are deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, for Christ's sake. It's fucking terrible. Terrible, your fucking delusional diets, you know. I'm paleo, I'm paleo. There's nothing about you that's paleo. You know what's paleo? Shivering. Shivering is paleo. Works your core. Gets those hard to reach muscles. That's fucking paleo. And goddamn CrossFit. I can't stand CrossFit, your delusional diets. We used to have a thing that was just like CrossFit when I was growing up. They were called chores. You would carry stuff and chop things down and mow the lawn. And that's how you stayed fit, not this stupid fucking CrossFit. Man, I saw a movie CrossFit did about themselves. They call themselves the fittest people on earth. Now, hold on a minute. How do you call yourself the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? I mean, it's fucking preposterous. It was more like burning CrossFit. Can't fucking stand it, CrossFit. CrossFit's like cocaine went to rehab and came out as a fitness routine. That's what CrossFit is. God damn it. And weed, man, the guy was talking about legalizing marijuana around here. What the fuck for? You could already vape in the library around here. It's fucking no change. Free Mary Jane and elect Trump. Any regrets, anybody? Nobody? No regrets? I'd switch it up. God damn. So, I mean, I guess I just have to, you know, do this. This is how I'm going out, right? With Armageddon. I'm doing this Irish wake style. I'm going to party like it's 1989. And there will never be a 1999. I mean, fuck it. I've already had the best years of my life. So why not go out in a fucking quick burning of resources with our bankruptcy president, Generalissimo Trump, well, we still have fresh fish in the ocean, fruit on the trees, and just go out in a quick blowout. All right. Good luck with the future, millennials. Good luck with the future, you fucks. Exactly. As he roller skates off stage. Fucking hysterical. Uh, yeah, CrossFit is so weird. Um, people pay $37 an hour, and you know you could just do a manual labor job and actually get paid $25 an hour to... Move rocks, whatever. Uh, all right, your next comedian. Let's see if she can defrost this room. I don't know. The guy with the crazy pants and the roller skates didn't do it. So, let's. <laughs> she's got. She's got a big scarf. She's a lady. 
Put your hands together for Lael Gold. So fast, I'm psyched. Um, good evening, America. I just need to tell you, two and a half weeks ago, you fucked up. You fucked up big time. You were supposed to set the clocks back one hour. Okay, I don't know. Maybe it's the room. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's Maybelline. Um, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I will let that go and we will move on. Um, <clears throat> I have been looking, ever since the election, I have been looking desperately, you could say, for silver linings. I have, but just for my own psychological well-being. And I found a big one, an extremely big one. Under the Trump administration, libtards, libtards are going to qualify for disability. They are. Libtards, of course, are what Trump, thank you, are what tr Trump supporters call Berkeley residents like myself. Uh, yeah, I care about social justice, so clearly I'm mentally incompetent. Cha-ching, I'm not gonna be working for the next four to eight years. Do you hear me, feel me, or see me, sir? None of those. Okay, <laughs> delightful. That brings me to my next joke. Not really a joke, but um, <sighs> uh, no, ageism. You no, know, actually, I don't wanna go there. I, we'll, we'll go there another time. Um, you guys, the other two weekends ago, I went skinny dipping with some friends and they saw my bare naked ass for the first time. And one of them was very excited to tell me that stretch marks can be reversed. She was. Um, but what good is it gonna do me to have them all pointing in the opposite direction? Um, Oh, dear Lord in heaven, you guys, don't you hate it when people fuck people who aren't you? I know you hate that, sir. Uh, any gentleman under 35 hates that automatically. Be he gay, straight, maybe not asexual, though. I don't know. Enough on onward and downwards. Um, uh, okay, I guess I'll try the ageism thing. Uh, um, you know... Ageism, what gets me, okay, what gets me about ageism, I've never, I don't know if it's gonna work. What gets me about ageism is how illogical it is. I mean, I was in front of the Department of Justice demonstrating after the Rodney King beatings back in the day, which basically means I was allied to Black Lives Matter before hashtags or the internet existed. Thank you. And ageism, as if is this, is, is as if someone had come up to me and whispered in my ear, Lael, in 20 years, you're going to be black. And I had just taken my placard, my sign, whatever, and thrown it down and said, fuck black people. And then they said, no, no, Lael, I don't think you understand. You're, actu you're actually going to be black in 20 years. And I said, god damn it, double fuck them. That's a joke about ageism. It might not work. It does involve my saying, fuck black people. That's a little edgy. But if you follow the logic of the joke, I don't know. Do what you can with it. Um, 
I love you all very much. I'm not taking your lack of laughter as an act of aggression. I'm taking it as support for a really strengthening experience for me in comedy. Thank you so much. Lale Gold, everyone. She has the right attitude. Uh, I'm. It's. It's the. I mean. I. I. I don't even feel like a real person right now. Uh, Jonathan was rubbing my hand, and I got so comfortable, I just farted. It's. I'm telling you, it's just the. So much. So much gravy, you guys. So much gravy. Your next comedian. I hope that he enjoyed his Thanksgiving here in the United States. I was trying to do your accent. What did I say? Big. It's big. There's a put it in the big. I love his accent. He's big. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Gene Feld. Wow. The intros keep getting better and better, Pam. That's what I love about you. Comedian always improves. She didn't even call me a pinko liberal today because I don't know maybe I should have worn the roller skates and those pants like I think like if you did this but then it, obviously yeah no that goes yeah no shit no no one can just wear those pants that's uh, yeah exactly yeah you, you have to earn the fucking pants I don't know I don't know I think I figured out why we like dogs and I think the reason is really simple. You know, like a lot of people overanalyze it, but I think fundamentally we love dogs because they're better than people. Like that, that, that's really what it is. You know, they have, they have everything that people have without the shitty parts, right? Like a dog can be jealous, but it will not act jealous, right? Like if, if, if there's like two dogs and you give one of them food, but like not to the other one, like, it will feel upset. You'll see that it's upset. Maybe it will try to, like, fight that other dog for the food. But it wouldn't just, like, run up to the food, piss on it, and, like, just start laughing. You know, like, that, that like, I don't know. And, you know, and, and we call dogs, you know, bitches. And, like, fuck, look who's talking, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, like, when a dog... When the dog doesn't want to fuck, right? Like it goes some like, woo, 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 right? Like whatever. So like whatever dogs do. I'm not an impression comedian, okay? Like, but um, and I don't know what it means exactly, but I know for a fact that it doesn't mean that it's saving itself for marriage or anything like that. You know, a dog would never put you in a friend zone. Anyways, dogs are cool. I don't know. The vets, on the other hand, I think that um, I think vets should be illegal. You know, people pay fucking thousands of dollars to get a chihuahua a prosthetic knee or something like that. Like that's fucking like you can get a chihuahua for forty bucks. You know, like how is a kid in Somalia supposed to feel that your fucking chihuahua? got a new replacement for $5,000 and his grandfather needed a new replacement and was put to sleep. Right? Like, how, how the fuck is it supposed to make him feel? That's, that's why they hate us. So, feminism. 
feminism, but I think a really big obstacle to feminism is Hallmark. Hallmark is a brand, and as the culture that it created, is just like, you know, like, like back in the 1950, you had to have a Valentine's Day, right? Obviously, because the woman was minding the kids and like plowing in the fields. And, you know, naturally, it's Valentine's Day. She deserves a meal. Maybe you give her a trinket. You let her sleep indoors that night or something. Right? But, like, I don't know. I think that all of the... Uh, where am I going with this? <laughs> I think that, so, so here's the thing. I think that we will not achieve the post-patriarchal world until, um, until shit like Valentine's Day and brunch and other shit still exists. That's what I think. I don't know. And flowers. All right, what else do I have? That's not going to work. All right, whatever. I'll, I'll leave you with this. So I think that queefs are interesting and also fair. You know, like it's interesting that it sounds like a fart, but you cannot light it on fire. <laughs> but then it's also fair because she can still fart, right? So that's it. Thank you very much, guys. Gene Fells. Pussy fart jokes. Yay. Queefing. I, I think I've maybe only queefed once, like in my whole life. I, there used to be a comedian who could queef on command, and she'd get up on the bar and make her vagina like breathe. You could hear it. All right, your next comedian. Let's see what he does in here tonight on the happy hour. Put your hands together, everybody, for Stefan Massey. Hi guys. Uh, uh, I mean, I I know it's like a holiday weekend and shit, but I mean, I this is the second uh, semi-empty room I've played to this week. Uh, the first was Penelope on Wednesday, and that was that was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it was me, the bartender Johnny, uh, Kevin Renner, and Hayden. And like I did like three minutes of actual material, and then they just started yelling at me to do Werner Herzog as other people. Like I at first it was uh, oh, I can't remember what the first one was, but the second one they're like, "Dude, Werner Herzog is Christopher John," <laughs> and I just like had him narrate what it what was going through his head as he said he wanted to run a train on a girl, uh, which I saw him do one time. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, I drive for ease now, guys. I could be your weed guy uh, if if you uh, want to have the convenience of having weed delivered right to your home. Uh, and it's been interesting. The worst part about the job for me is the fact that I have to spend so much time in Hayward. Uh, and, you know, I imagine that when you call up uh, Dr. Weed MD, they look at your chart and they're just like, well, I see here that you live in Hayward, so you're pre-qualified for the green card. Uh <laughs> But, and you know, I get to feel nice about myself too because I'm helping these people who made a horrible life decision get fucked up enough to forget about that for a little while. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting. Actually, uh, I had the most Berkeley moment possible, I think, when I was delivering 
uh, earlier this week. Uh, I was I was in Berkeley, delivering pot in a Prius to a dude at a an organic pharmacy named Itamar, and. The only way that could have been more of a Berkeley moment, I think, is if it was a white guy with dreads. That's the only possible way to, to ratchet that up to the to the most extreme level. Uh, I and I think I had what qualifies as my most Sixth Street moment uh, earlier this week, just before Greg Gettle's OMG open mic. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I witnessed a woman chugging straight from a bottle of ranch. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, I, I had a mental double take. Like, I didn't, like, have to actually look around, look at her a second time because I was on 6th Street, and that's a perfectly normal thing to see on 6th Street. But at the same time, uh, I'm also very happy that we're gradually moving toward Eric Andre's vision for an American future. No fans of the Eric Andre show in the room. Got it. Okay. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> He's pretty great. Um... I, uh, I've actually feel like I've been remiss lately in my, uh, quote unquote duties as a comedian, um, because I've been doing this almost two years and I have yet to talk about my time in therapy. Yes, that's the appropriate reaction. Uh, (laughs) I, uh, I, my dad put me into it a little while after I lost my first real job because he was, got into a mini panic attack about how I might not ever be able to hold an actual job after that. So he found a local head shrinker, uh, and I went in and I tried to be, you know, as open-minded as I could about it. Uh, but it took a a few weeks still before I really opened up. Uh, and that came in the form of me telling my therapist, Mimi, that I felt like when I had, when I was born, I had been cursed. Uh, I was cursed to be smarter than everyone around me and learn through a series of painful trial and error that uh, most of the time I just had to shut the fuck up and tough it out while I was irritated by 90% of the things around and people around me because they didn't make sense. And then Mimi said the best possible combination of words by way of a reply. Thank you for telling me that. You don't need to know what came next. And in fact, that should have been the end of my sessions right there because I could have just gone home and thought about that and that would have been phenomenal. You know, because that is the best and perhaps only response that you can have to someone telling you about the massive superiority complex they have about everything. Thank you for telling me that. You could easily translate that. I found the first of many issues here. Uh, <laughs> uh Or perhaps, I'm glad you're comfortable enough after all this time that you can share the really ugly parts of yourself with me. You know, maybe I'll have a similar reaction uh, whenever I end up having sex. Uh, I'm Stefan Massey. (laughs) Stefan Massey! Gotta get that guy laid at some point. It's gonna happen. Gotta, I don't know how it's gonna... Just like one of your, every one of your friends goes, gotta make it happen, I don't know, I don't know how to... I think that you just pay, pay for it. I talk to. I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe your sights are too high. I don't know. I, don't, I can't. I can't figure it all all out right now. Uh, your next comedian is. Uh, I I've, I keep thinking of that weird word. Word you're like schmiegel schmackle or whatever. It's been in my head and I can't. It's a flugenflagen or whatever. It's a Nazi symbol. 
Uh, he looks like a Nazi, but he's not one. Okay, everybody clap wildly for Jeremy Atkins. Why is this so trying to... There we go. We're on. I, uh... Let's talk about the tattoos really quickly. The whole idea behind the tattoos was simply as this. When I was a teenager, I didn't get along with people very well. So I figured if I got tattooed, no one would want to talk to me. Because who the fuck talks to a guy covered in tattoos? Everyone. Fucking everyone. And so I got my head tattooed. Which right now, because we live in a Trump nation, I can't shave my head. Because right? looking as racially ambiguous as I do... It's not a fashion statement. It becomes a political ideology when you have a shaved head and a head tattoo. And I don't really want to explain to people, no, no, really. This, isn't, this is just a fashion statement as I'm dodging their punches. Because it gets hard to uh, explain it's not a hate crime when you're beating the shit out of the person you're trying to tell it's not a hate crime to. I, uh, so yeah, so when I was a young man, I decided, fuck it, I'll get my head tattooed. No one talks to a guy with a head tattoo. I was wrong again, because everybody with two eyeballs and curiosity does. So I decided to up the game, and I decided to give myself a comb over. Yeah. Now, it is, as a prank, as a funny, the work to funny ratio sucks, because I got to grow out an afro. And my afro isn't a nice afro. My afro is kind of a fucked up curly thing that kind of flops, kind of stays up. Basically, my, my hair is something that no ethnicity wants to take credit for. Everyone goes, no, no, just keep walking. You are not stopping on this square. Fuck you, right? And so I grow it out, nice bit of relaxer in it, which kind of burns, shave a bald spot, comb it over. I've got a comb over. You know what I discovered? I'm a fucking idiot. That's what I discovered. Because when you get your head tattooed, it's 19 hours, 11 sessions of pure pain. Every session you're thinking, how the fuck am I going to do this again? And you do it again. And what you get out of that is you become an oddity, a curiosity, something that people point at, laugh at, ask really stupid questions. Like you're in line trying to get coffee, and the guy behind you is going, dude, bro, dude, bro, bro, dude, dude, bro. And it gets so bad, the guy in front of you turns around and goes, hey, answer the asshole behind you so I don't have to hear it anymore. And you turn around, and you're like, yeah, man, what's up? Oh, bro, uh, did that hurt? You're 30 fucking years old. You don't know tattoos hurt. Go fuck yourself, right? Yeah, so there I was. I got a fucking comb over and a head tattoo. So basically, all I needed was a socially awkward haircut and everybody would have left me alone because a guy with a comb over, nobody talks to him. Now, a guy with a comb over and a head tattoo, no one makes eye contact. People would stare. I'd look. They'd look at the ceiling. No fucking way am I looking at him. Oh, fuck, he's still looking at me. I'm going to pretend I'm looking at the ceiling counting tiles until he kills everyone in the room. Maybe he'll forget I'm here. Yeah, that's basically the decisions I make in life. I think that's why my friends feel comfortable when they text me and they say, hey, my dog is dying. Do you want to come help me put her down? <laughs> yeah, my life is not one where people text me and go, hey, we got a pizza. We ordered the fights. We forgot the beer. Can you grab some on the way by? No. But I'm not sure I'd feel comfortable with a lifestyle where on, at noon on a Sunday, my friends felt comfortable calling me up and saying, hey, uh, got a get-together going. You got a cake pan? Want to help us bake a bunt cake? But I am very comfortable at 3 a.m. when the phone rings and I pick it up 
And there's no voice on the other end saying hello. It's just somebody going, oh, fuck. Um, hey, dude, you got a shovel? You want to help me bury a body? I'm good with that. All right. I think I'm out of here. I was Jeremy Adkins. I'll go be something else now. Jeremy Adkins. Mmm, Ian Levy baked cookies and they're good. All right. Your next comedian runs a really great show on Tuesdays at OMG. It's an open mic. Uh, he has graduated from the from the um, Segway tour guide to now he's a real tour guide, a real bus tour guide. Everybody clap wildly. It's Greg Ghetto. Hello, yes, I am a bus tour guide. I just got to get done with a three and a half hour tour because of the Union Square. They're holding the Christmas lights and I had to talk for an hour in a traffic jam. I hate my life. <laughs> is, that, is that fair to say? Like you were talking about the whole head tattoo thing. I was like, eh, that doesn't sound as bad as being a bus fucking tour guide. I, I literally had a thought today. I had a full bus of people just happy to be on the Golden Gate Bridge. And I thought about just jumping off the bus <laughs> and murdering myself just because, uh, yeah, like, th- well, that'd be way more, me- like, memorable if the tour guide kills himself on the Golden Gate. Like, every time you think of the Golden Gate Bridge, you're going to think of me killing myself. These aren't the thoughts you're supposed to have as a person, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm happy to be here. Very happy to be here. I'm Greg Gettle. I'm a single man, clearly unhappy. Who's single in the crowd? Everyone should clap now. Everyone claps. Yeah, okay. I can, I can fucking see you, dude. Uh, and you got a lady? Okay, cool, man. <laughs> Shit, all right. Uh, yeah, man, what's up? Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know what you just said. Um, yeah. I am I am a single guy and I'm from the Midwest. And is anyone not from San Francisco that lives here now? Yes. How's dating going for you guys? Yeah, right? It's the fuck it's so backward. I it's not it's actually very progressive. But like I was on a date and on the second date, the girl pulled out anal beads and she said, Is this are these going into you or are they going into me? And, like, I don't even know your fucking middle name. We're talking about anal beads? Like, in the Midwest, you wait till 30 years of marriage before you try anal beads, right? But on here, it's on date two. It's like, and I'm not anti-anal beads. I'm not anti-anal beads. I'm anti-anal beads on day two. Like, what do you do on your 30-year anniversary on d- unless, when you start on anal beads on day two? What do you do? You fuck a fucking whale? I don't understand. Where's the progression? Like, because you're only going to fuck other people. That's going to be date three. And then, like, maybe fucking in public, that's date four. I, like, what do you do after 30 years of marriage to spice things up? Oh. Heroin. No, that's just what you do to get out of the marriage, sir. Uh, just kill yourself on heroin. Yeah, I, and also like I was out, I was I was seeing a girl for a couple of weeks, and everything was going great, right? And sex was about to happen. And I don't know about you guys, but I put a lot of anxiety on myself for that first hookup session because I want to be an all star. You know, I want to be really at least be, I want to be better than your ex boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like I just want to do a little better than him. 
Uh, but sometimes my, my penis doesn't allow that to happen. It gets a little excited. So what I, I like to do is I, I like to drink or do cocaine. I'm not picky, whatever, just to numb it up. You know what I mean? To give me an extra couple minutes at the end of the game there, that stoppage time. And uh, I was hanging out with this girl, and she was like, do you want to come over to my place? I was like, fuck yeah. So I was doing a couple bumps. I was tricking a little bit. We go back to her place. We start making out, and then she passes out. And I'm like, oh, fuck, because I got to do this all over again. You know what I mean? And cocaine's expensive. I don't know if you guys know that. But for the next two weeks, that's how this relationship happened. Me getting high and drunk and her passing out on me. And then uh, I, t I talked about this in front of her on stage because I wanted to be like, hey, how come we're not fucking? And then... <laughs> Right? And instead, we just broke up. <laughs> what are you going to fucking do? I feel nothing. But then later that night, uh, she messaged me on Facebook saying, how come you told everyone about that story? And I said, uh, yeah, how come you didn't fuck me? Let's talk about that. Are we adults? And she said, well, to be honest, Greg, I really like you, but like, I think you have a drug problem. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? Like, I did those drugs for her, guys. Like, that wasn't for me. That was to get her off. And if you can't see the fucking romance in that, then step off. You know what I mean? Like, where's that fucking Hallmark card? Like, I'm doing this blow to get you off. Um, all right. Well, guys, my name's Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Greg Gettle, caring nurturer, doing drugs just for you, ladies. All the ladies. All the single ladies. Uh, your next comedian, make some delicious cookies. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yeah, anyone could just help themselves to those cookies if they laugh at my jokes. That's the only way. Yeah. Uh, okay, thanks, man. Good. Okay, cool. That's good. <laughs> the only way I'll ever be successful at comedy. Uh, so I wrote, I wrote, I wrote two new jokes, and then just I'll just bullshit a little bit. Uh, this guys, uh, this is my impression of a famous actor almost being hit by a car. Okay, a famous actor almost being hit by a car. Hey, buddy, I'm Christopher Walken here. Oh, boom. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I hate myself too. Uh, I've I've been trying to I've been trying to read a bit more. A, a friend uh, recently recommended a book and they said, "Hey, this book has great prose." I said, "Oh, really? What are the cons?" Boom. <laughs> that's for all the that's for the literary people with, with poetry MFAs in the in the audience. I know I have a lot of them. <laughs> those fans. Uh, okay, now I'll just bullshit a little bit. Um, I, I went home to Sacramento for Thanksgiving. Uh, I went home to Sacramento for Thanksgiving. And they, my family does a thing. Did you, you guys' family always do the thing where they'd have the adult table and the kid table, right? Where like they like kids go off, sit at the you know kid table, adults sit at the adult table. And when you're a kid, all you really want is to just sit at the adult table. Like that's like the pinnacle of success. And you know you're never allowed to. But there's a certain point now. Like me and all my cousins are in our like like twenties, so like we're the fun table now. And, and like people will come over, you know, and try to, to get in on our conversation. And I have to like turn to my mom and be like, no, mom, you can't learn how to make a bong out of an apple. Go sit with the adults and hear grandpa's real time play by play of last week's antique roadshow. Like that is, <laughs> I don't know. I screwed that up a little bit. Uh, I don't know. 
Um, I was thinking. I've been thinking about. Uh, I've been thinking about the election. You know, all, all the the Trump stuff. Um, and at first, I was surprised. I think a lot of people in San Francisco were surprised that Trump got elected. I, I I was too. But then the the more I thought about it, the more like it made sense. It made sense that America uh, elected Trump because at the same time, America uh, invented cheese whiz. So you can't have too high standards for us, guys. Like you can't. Don't don't dream. I don't know. You know, just think of cheese whiz is one of those things. It's artificially colored orange. It's you know, no matter how many people tell you it's natural, it's not natural. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I, I think there's more comparisons there. I'll, I'll I'll work on that bit for you guys. I don't know. A um. I was at an open mic recently, and I was introduced by uh, the the host at the open mic. Said uh, this next guy seems a lot like he was homeschooled, uh, and the host did not know that I was actually homeschooled. <laughs> so it's like, got me, you know. I don't know. I, I thought I, I thought I was passing. I thought I, I thought I fit in. I don't know. People always ask me why did why did your parents homeschool you? Uh, and I I think it was because my parents saw me as the unique snowflake butterfly that I was like we cannot send him out there like he <laughs> he will fucking die <laughs> this kid is a pussy like I don't know <laughs> that's my parents uh, thanks okay um I'll, I'll just wrap it up on this I'll, I'll just keep it brief tonight um I've had I've had chances in my life to be happy guys I've had chances in my life to be happy uh, I once had a woman uh, who wanted to run away and get married with me, right? She wanted to get married to me. Uh, and I had to tell her, no, uh, I can't run away and get married to you. I have to stay behind and keep my job on the melon farm. In other words, I can't elope. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I can't elope. I don't know if you guys caught that. Can't because Well, because, see, there's, like, the term elope... And then can't elope is a kind of, and then earlier I mentioned, okay. Not honeydew, cantaloupe. It was cantaloupe, yeah, I cantaloupe, yeah. There was no honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, okay, bye guys. <laughs> Ian Levy, everyone, yay. So this sponge walks into a bar, and there's this cute girl sponge sitting next to him. And, uh. He's like, hey, what's your name? She doesn't say anything. And then he asks the bartender, like, hey, what's wrong with her? And the bartender says, hey, don't worry. She's just a loofah. (laughs) 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 You're next. (laughs) It's like his cantaloupe joke. Cantaloupe. cantaloupe. I like it. I I know. Here we go. Your next comedian. Hey, uh, he's in town, I think, from L.A. Or what's... I, uh, we, but it's well. I you're not usually out of town though. You're from like Oakland or something. No, I'm from Menlo Park. Right? Menlo Park. Well, we're gonna do you first then. All the way from Menlo Park, driving up the. I don't even know what the freeways are. Uh, taking a tr- something to happen and put your hands together, everybody, for Cedric Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, six people in here? Uh, how you guys doing? Yay. Everything good? Cool? Excellent. You know what? And if people don't know their tattoos hurt, they can go fuck themselves. That's some stupid shit. Oh, do tattoos hurt? Yeah. Try having a needle pricking your skin a thousand times over. 
Then you'll see their tattoos hurt. Let me get to the jokes, guys. Uh, <laughs> let me get to the jokes if they are or something. Um, I'm say, I'm gonna tell you right now. These are these are new, so I'm gonna see what happens. Um, I have a girlfriend. We've been together for a year, and um, I actually started working out a lot, and I lost uh, twenty. I lost twenty five pounds in about five weeks. And um, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. I've got gotten stronger. I've been lifting weights and stuff, and and um, and my girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend were having this conversation, and she was like, you know what? I bet you can't pick me up. And I was like, yeah, I can pick you up. She's like, no, you can't. I want you to pick me up. My dad and his friend were sitting outside as well. We're outside, and I, I picked her up over my head. And she's not a small girl. She's about 250 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. She's a, she's a big chick. I picked her up over my head, and I put her down. And um, after that, she left. And my dad and his friend saw this. And they looked at me and they said, could you, could you come here, right? Could you come here real quick? I was like, yeah. He's like, did you just pick your girlfriend up over her head? I was like, yeah. She's like, you know she's a big ass chick, right? Yeah, I know. She's like, I'm not saying she's, I'm not telling she's fat, but she's a big girl. You just picked her up over her head? And I was like, yeah. She's like, damn. And, and my dad's friend looked at me and he's like, yeah, I, if we ever get in a fight, I'm going to have to shoot you to work on that um that was a dumb joke um yeah so i went to a football game not too long ago um and we we're in the bathroom you know how loud it can get in and uh in in sports bathrooms and stuff and guys are you know comparing each other each other's dicks to each other and stuff like that it gets it can get very boisterous in a um men's bathroom in a football game it can um so basically this uh brother uh black dude was behind me uh, we were in line. I was, it was a long-ass line. I was in the back and with him. And uh, he goes and yells. He's like, there's this stance that says, all lives matter. But in this bathroom right here, my brothers, all dicks matter. In that bathroom, all dicks matter. And you know what we did? We all grabbed our crotches in solidarity. It was, uh, it was a beautiful moment. Actually, honestly, it was a beautiful ass moment. Um, you know, uh, I have um, I have a dentist friend. Uh, he he's been in dentistry for a long time, and we were talking about uh, some of the pitfalls he has in dentistry. And he was tell he was telling me about um, tooth abscesses. And I was like, dude, it's like I've seen tooth abscesses like on YouTube. And, like, you ever seen those? You ever seen those videos where they like burst the tooth abscess? It, it, it's really gross, right? The tooth, the tooth abscess videos are gross. And I was like, yeah, tooth abscesses are nasty. He was like, you know what? Um, we call tooth abscesses in the profession. I was like, um, what's that? He's like, strawberry parfaits. I was fucking mad at him. I was pissed off at him because you know what? Strawberry parfaits are fucking delicious. He ruined my strawberry parfait experience forever. Fuck him. I hate him. I don't. I, no, I lost. I, no, I got. I got rid of his number in my phone. I'm mad at him. Every time I look at a strawberry parfait, I want to. I want to hurl. Um, <laughs> want to throw up. Uh, it's gross. Very, very gross. Um, my last uh, joke. Uh, if it is one, um, I, uh, I used to work at a, uh, specialty, uh, nut shop, uh, where we, where I slang nuts all day. 
uh, macadamia nuts. You know, you get the gist. Uh, pecans, things of that nature. And uh, this very yuppie white man came in uh, the shop one day, and um, he was like, yes, "Hello, my hello, my brother. How are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm doing good. Uh, what would you like?" He's like, "I would like some nigger toes." Um, n- exactly. Nigger toes, as Pam said, are Brazil nuts. Now, if that was any normal, if he was dealing with any normal black man, he would have gotten his ass whipped. But I um, didn't want to lose my job, and I wanted to educate him. So I said, "Sir, we both, sir, I will get you some Brazil nuts. Don't worry about it. But next time, if you say nigger toes, I will choke your ass out." And that is my time. I'm Cedric Drake. Cedric Drake! I only know that because that's what my mom used to call him and it always bothered me. It made me feel really uncomfortable. I was like, Mom, they're called Brazil nuts. And she's like, no, they're not. I was like, oh, God. See, I still can't say it. I still, if, when, when you hear your white mom talking, oh, scary. Uh, your next comedian all the way from L.A. Clap wildly, everyone. It's Benny Blue! Yes. Yes. All right, real quick. The gentleman who was sitting here just casually inserted to his bit that his headmaster from Cub Scouts tickled his balls and then sent him out to play. I don't know if anybody caught that. That was a real thing that happened. That really happened. Straight from the Mark Twain playbook. The the, the Brazilian nuts. <laughs> sir, gentlemen, what, what, what is it? A bag lunch? What are you doing? Burrito. Burrito? What's your name, sir? From, I'm doing crowd work. I'm out of town. Ian, you were you were very festive in your act outs, but your it's like your body was alive, but your eyes were dead. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was very sad. Yes, very sad. Is this gonna this is, is this gonna be is this set gonna be trapped on the internet forever? I'm just wondering. Courtesy of Mutiny Radio, formerly .org. That's correct. Pam, I, I do I do callbacks and general harassment when I don't want to do my act. Uh, Pam, I don't know you. Seem like a sweet lady. You have a very nice voice, but you kind of sound like Delilah. She was drinking purple drink, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> kind of kind of sweet, but also like she might be on drugs, but she's sweet, but she's on drugs. All right. That was a compliment. Take it as a compliment, please. Don't tase me. <laughs> Speaking of signs of the apocalypse, Cubs win the World Series. Damn right. Grand Wizard Donnie got in the White House. He's putting up Versace wallpaper. He ain't even gonna, he's not staying there. He's not staying there. He's at the Trump Melania, can't sell her jewelry, can't do QVC taping on it. You know what I'm talking about? That's what's happening. But guys, I don't know about you, but I really hope that Matthew McConaughey keeps doing the Lincoln commercials just to see how much of his dumbass Texas backwoods wisdom we can get as he stares off into the desert in his suit and his leather seats. Like, are you driving the car? Or is the car driving you? All right, all right. Sorry, what? I'm sorry, what, naked? Naked bongo man, robots might be able to build cars, but they can't build a bomb between a man and his horse. All right, all right. What do you talk? What do you, sir? All-wheel drives. Is it all-wheel drive? Is it Bluetooth? Bluetooth standard? You know what they say about dogs. No, I don't know what they say about dogs. What are the leasing options like? Can you tell me about the features features of the vehicle? But here's, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Over like the past month or so, he's also doing wild turkey commercials. That's correct. I'm not making this up. Booze. And cars, that's right, he's endorsing luxury cars that nobody buys and the official whiskey of wife beaters. That's what he's doing with this time. 
Like what? Like what is this target demographic exactly? Like bloated insurance salesman after a Wednesday night at the Cheesecake Factory. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Pulled over on the 101 with a hooker named Janet. Tell him you're driving. You know, like a lot, of, a lot of that type of shit. But here's the thing. I think, I think there, there's, Pan, there's a quality opportunity here for some cross branding. Like if I'm his agent, I'm gonna like let, let's 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 because I want to see the real. Matthew McConaughey. If, if we're going to do both, give me the real thoughts. Like, if I'm his agent, I'm sending him to the wild turkey shoot first, letting him enjoy a little crafty, if you know what I'm saying, and then sending him to the Lincoln shoot so we can see the real side of fucking hook em horns. You know what I'm saying? Like, get him, get him in that car like Colin Kaepernick calls it protesting. I call it shitting on George Washington's grave. Lisa Lincoln MKZ for three. All right, Matthew. Cut. We're going to do a couple more takes. So that's a little bit too real for the people. Let's try it again. In three, two, I grab the wheel of the Lincoln MKZ just like I grab a woman. By the pussy, come test drive a Lincoln MKZ at your local. But here's the best part. I think it's better. It's the best part. Wild Turkey has rolled out a new slogan. You know what the new slogan is? It's it'll find you. Yep. Wild Turkey, it'll find you. Like what's the scenario of that their ad department? Like it's a fucking epic redneck breakup. Like, if we're breaking up, I'm taking the trailer. Well, I'm keeping my truck. You piece of shit. I fucked your sister. Wild turkey. It'll find you. Yes. Gentlemen in the room, especially in the roller skates. Uh, you ever wake up, get a good stretch, set your feet down, and the first thing you think is, yep. Tore my ACL. Tore it. Tore it clean. Non-contact injury. Call Dr. James Andrews. If it's good enough for Adrian Peterson, it's good enough for me. I have Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> Guys, I was once asked to describe my personality, to which I replied, off-putting. <laughs> I'm leaving on that. Benny Blue is my first out-of-town set. MutinyRadio.fm, formerly .org. Yay, Benny Blue, all the way from L.A. Hooray, huzzah, yay. Zach Wiseman left, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's good. That means that we get to uh, end happy hour just a little bit early, and that means I get to have a bigger break in between now and the next show, uh, which is going to be the Holiday Depression show. Uh, with Thomas Bridgman, Nicole Love, Tim Ross, Journey Roberts, Arnie, Tommy Arnold, and Chris Knatzer. So stick around for that if you like. I have brownies, like brownie cookies, as I always do. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for being here on the Happy Hour. We'll see you guys next week. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds.
awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, Chef Franciski. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts pcrcollective.org So come live or listen later or 
to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Welcome. It's Friday night at 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour at mutinyradio.fm. The happiest hour of all. The entire week, really, uh, because 23 comedians and more are getting up tonight. We have visitors all the way from Olympia, Washington. Excited to hear their jokes. Uh, big fan of Olympia, Washington. They have a guy named Sam Miller up there who runs an incredible room on Wednesday nights that you guys should all go to if you go up to Olympia anytime soon. But right now, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we're going to get started so that we can get through all of these comics. When you hear the horn... It means you have one minute. So new comedians, if you hear the horn, it doesn't mean you have to stop right away. It means you have one minute to wrap it up. Uh, your first comedian of the night, you can wrap and slap your hands together. For the very, very funny, the very tall, Connor Doherty! Can we, is this, yeah, this one sounds pretty on. In any case. Hello. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm re. I have a a personal announcement. A big personal announcement. That's an interesting, difficult, exciting time for me. I'm reinventing myself as a bad boy. I'm gonna stay up late, chase skirts, unquit smoking. I'm gonna be a poon hound. Right? I think that's the best way of phrasing it, you know. Most of the time it's negative. Womanizer, philanderer. Nobody wants to be those things. But I you can't use poon hound in anger. Just try. Try to say it 
and not smile. Yeah, see? Can't be done. Poonhound. Right, wildebeest. Cracked comedy. It's done. Uh, ha ha ha. Yeah. I don't like doctors, San Francisco doctors. They want to be your friend. The last time I went to the doctor, he didn't even really examine me. He just talked about building a relationship with me, which I'm not interested in. I just wanted him to look at my body. It's the only time I've been upset that I paid a man for his time and he didn't touch my balls. I do not have that problem with my psychiatrist. He always remembers to touch my balls. <laughs> therapy is a process. No, I'm not in therapy. <sighs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, well, so the, the psychiatrist, yeah, I'm not gonna do the poop stuff, but the other part of it is, you know, you gotta, my psychiatrist was telling me about there are all these side effects with the medication, you know, you got like your weight gain, you got your sexual dysfunction, but when you're really depressed and anxious, you're not really having any sex anyway, so, like, my philosophy was I was just gonna go for it, I was like, you know, even if it's dysfunctional, you know, sex is kind of like government. As long as you, everyone is respecting human rights, it's probably better to have it dysfunctional than to not have it at all. Little too clever. <laughs> Little too much going on.